This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan this morning. Got to get on down there where folks are standing around. Don't you praise the Lord, Dan, for those folks who hear us and then write us and let us hear from them. And just all they, just tell us where, where they're listening from. And uh, some folks like to help us with the broadcast. We appreciate that. And every now and then, somebody will send me $20 for a bale of hay and a sack of oats for old Dan. And we appreciate that, folks. We're just old country bumpkin. He and I both. He's, he's getting old. He's not old as I am, but he's pretty old. Old swayback horse. But he's been faithful. You know, he carried old trailblazer Pastor Shelton around for many years. And he knows the path. I don't even have to have a bridle on him hardly. He knows right where we're going. And uh, go by the cotton gin right there. That's what he used to do. And go by the logging camp down to the little elementary school there where the kids were playing out in the yard. You could hear them. We're looking at this uh, study on the depravity of the human heart. And we saw there where the Lord said, uh, live. He told that, told that group polluted in their own blood. That's humanity. That's our humanity. We, we're all polluted in sin. But he said, uh, I'll spread my skirt over you. And, uh, brother, that's grace. That's grace. I mentioned in our last study, I asked you, do you ever thank the Lord? Do you, ever, do you have a thankful heart? Oh, listen, he said unto thee, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Let's face this fact. Before the Lord can ever clothe a sinner with his righteousness, uh, as stated here, before God can ever spread his skirt over a vile, corrupt, self-righteous sinner, he must first strip away all of his self-righteousness until that sinner sees himself vile and unclean, or otherwise he would never desire perfect righteousness of the Son of God. So the first thing that God does when he gets ready to save a sinner is to say, live. And that sinner begins to bestir himself, to wake himself up from the sleep of death. And all he thought was righteousness or goodness begins to fade away, and he sees himself or begins to see himself as he really is, as he's always been. He begins to see himself as God has always seen him. Did you know the Lord, you can't hide anything from the Lord? No, you can't. You, would you really let that dawn on you? you the Lord sees. People, people, the Bible said man loves darkness rather than light because his deeds are evil. That keeps the law from seeing you. That keeps your family from seeing you and uh, slipping around, doing things you're not supposed to do. But the Lord sees all, my friend. Oh, he has seen that you corrupt with no righteousness and no natural goodness. And he keeps the searchlight on that heart until he sees it and acknowledges it, according to 2 Timothy 2, and takes his place at the feet of a sovereign God, realizing unless God gives him a righteousness that he'll wind up in a devil's hell. That's what we call Holy Spirit conviction, my friend. I can't awaken a soul. I can't. I can't reveal to you how your heart is except read God's word to you, tell you what the Lord says. Oh, if you would believe God's word. The Bible says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. You know what he believed? He believed, first of all, that he was a sinner, that he had no righteousness, that he was a heathen, that he was an idol worshiper, and uh, then he believed that Christ made a way for sinners to be saved. He did. He believed God. If you ever get saved, you'll believe God. 
You will. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm bringing the message in uh, shortly on uh, the the living God. Did you know that our God is on the throne? You see, we've ruled God off the throne. We've told God that we'll manage our own affairs. We'll do this and we'll do that. And we have no regard for God. We don't ask the Lord for leadership and guidance day by day. We don't thank the Lord for waking us up breathing. No. But listen, there comes a hunger in that heart of an awakened sinner. He begins to loathe or or despise himself, his own unrighteousness and his own corruption, and he begins to cry. Now, I want you to listen to this verse, Romans 7, 4. Oh, wretched man that I am. What a vile sinner I am. What a corrupt individual I am. And he'll begin to hunger and to thirst after the righteousness of Christ that God wrought out for him on the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The scripture says uh, over there in Matthew, he that hungering and thirst shall be filled. If a sinner never sees himself, uh, void of any righteousness, he'll never desire the righteousness of God. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness for everyone that believes. You may say, Pastor, Trailblazer, I've never seen myself as unrighteous. No, no. Then I'd hate to go out into eternity on your testimony. I would. I would, my friend. Let me say again, uh, man has no righteousness that God will accept. That's a given fact, my friend. There's none righteous. No, not, that's a dogmatic. Folks fuss at me for being dogmatic. Let me give you a dogmatic statement. There's none righteous. No, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. No, not one. They're all gone out of the way. Go read. I asked you. To, maybe you Maybe you don't care. Maybe, maybe I'm just talking to the wind out there. If you read those first three or four chapters of Romans... You'll see that God hates sin. You'll see that man has no righteousness. When man is born into this world as a little old baby, he's born conceived in sin, shapen in iniquity, and goes astray as soon as he's born, speaking lies. Did you know a baby lie to you? That's right. That's right. They will. You, they wake up at night crying, 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 and there ain't nothing wrong with them. You pick them up and hold them, they shut up. Well, they're just lying. They want his attention. But, my friend, that's, that starts from the cradle. It is, and then it gets worse. As man comes on into manhood, oh, but listen, let me go back now. But if a sinner never sees himself, he'll never desire the righteousness of God. Now, let me say, man has no righteousness that God will accept. We've spoken about that now for weeks. You have no righteousness. If you get to heaven, you'll get there on the righteousness of another. And that righteousness is the imputed righteousness of Christ. A righteousness not by the law, but by the hearing of faith. You may ask me the question, how do you expect to get to heaven? That's a good question, isn't it? I'm going to heaven on the righteousness of Christ. I have no righteousness. God has shown me that I had no righteousness. But one day, listen now, listen. One day, I took my place. I accepted my place as an unrighteous sinner. I came to see myself as an unrighteous sinner, standing before a sovereign God, and he gave me his righteousness in Christ, imputed that righteousness to my account. 
and I'm going to heaven on that righteousness that's perfect and will stand in life, in death, in judgment, in hell. That righteousness is sin-proof, fool-proof, fire-proof. Do you have this cloak of righteousness, my friend? Every sinner who is ever saved knows that he has this righteousness to his account. It's no hearsay, no thanks so, no maybe so, no. Oh, brother, he knows it, and he knows he knows it. So I asked you, I asked you, do you have that righteousness of Christ? I ask folks, are you saved? You know, I often tell you folks here, when, you, when you're sitting in church on Sunday morning, turn to your neighbor next door to you and say, are you saved? Uh, just kindly. You don't do it unkindly or hurtfully. No. You say, tell me, tell me, tell me when the Lord saved you, folks. And always be ready to tell what the Lord did for you because they're going to ask you back. Well, tell me how the Lord saved you. Can you do that? If I was to meet you uh, somewhere in the checkout line at the, at the grocery store, and we were talking, and if I asked you, tell me how the Lord saved you, can you do that? I'm not talking about spouting off about I joined, I joined the church and so-and-so, and Dr. So-and-so was a pastor, and he baptized me. I don't want to hear all that. I want to know, did you ever see yourself as a sinner? Just come to the place of a poor old sinner and saw yourself in need of something. You didn't know what it was. But the Lord showed you that he has a righteousness. Oh, my friend, the death of Christ is our righteousness. Christ paid the sin debt that you and I owe. We owe a sin debt. You owe a sin debt, sinner. If you're not saved, every sin that you've ever committed is piled up before you. How do you get rid of that sin debt? Come to Christ. He'll take it and wash it away. He'll wash it away as far as the east is from the west on the, by the blood of Christ. Salvation is by blood and by power. You, you have nothing to do with your own salvation, my friend. You can't do anything. Well, you think, oh, well, I've been a pastor for 50 years. No, that have nothing to do with it, my friend. You're just a poor old sinner unless you came to know the Lord. And I know what we're living in today, those perilous times. Spiritual perilous time when men are duped and deceived by the God of this world, Satan. And men are so proud that they will not admit that they must have a righteousness of Christ. They must have a righteousness that they cannot achieve by doing anything. But it must be by the blood and sacrificial death of our blessed Lord and Savior. There on the cross when he cried out, it is finished. It's finished, folks. You want to know the Lord? It's finished. Have you ever been broken at the feet of Christ, crying, Lord, have mercy upon me? I don't find many folks. I don't find many folks who want to be saved. Oh, I've had folks say, well, I'll just take my chances on deathbed repentance. Well, you may not live to be to get to a deathbed, my friend. Many folks are going out today and fire crashes on the highway and the airplanes and hurricanes and tornadoes and those folks. Oh, my friend, may the Lord, may the Lord impress upon your heart that today is a day of salvation. Not when you get old, maybe you're already old. I've had folks I visited in the hospital, say, well, pastor, I made my peace with God. Well, is that all you got? What about your soul? Is it washed in the blood? Remember, old Dan and I'll be back here with another message from God's word. And you pray for me. Would you do that and help me with the broadcast? Remember, my mailing address, the old trailblazer. 
Post Office Box 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. And then call me. My phone number is air code 225-664-8658. And God bless you, and may the Lord bless and keep you, and may he turn you to the Lord before it's too late. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.